Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Welcome back, everybody, to the Gloss Over Podcast. Allow me to take a moment and express my gratitude for you tuning back in to episode number seven. My name is Megan. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm a makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. Hey, guys. It's Caroline Trudeau. I'm a digital consultant and entrepreneur and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. And guys, we're super blessed because Megan Elizabeth Photography has come back for another episode. Hey guys. Hey girl. Hey. So excited to have you. So we dropped some serious jewels in our last podcast episode and we want to continue our conversation about entrepreneurship, how to bring value into your business and how it relates to creativity and just like tons of stuff that we need to discuss. But before we do that, Megan, how can people find you in the stratosphere of social media? How? The crazy world of social media. Where are you? Um, so I am at MeganElizabethPhotography.me. So that's my website. Um, and it's, you spell my name with an H. Not a lot of people do that. I do um, too. Yeah, but you also have an A at I the have beginning. all the letters. <laughs> more so, and more. <laughs> so it's M-E-G-H-A-N Elizabeth. It's the normal way. Uh, Photography.me.me. So, um head there and you can get my Instagram, which is literally just Megan Elizabeth photography. Um, my website, my blog, like the whole kit and caboodle. I have a Twitter, but like, I don't really get on it to be totally honest. I kind of just like hit that, like slide that button on Instagram to share to Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's totally good. Yeah. Yeah, And like, that's, that's the extent of my Twitterness. Awesome. Good. So I want to take just a few moments real quick to recap what we talked about on the last episode. Um, You guys both talked about having this moment where you knew that you wanted to do something different, uh, sort of have a calling, prepare for that moment. Uh, We also talked about how to make it and essentially potentially just make faking it till you make it, which is potentially Mm -hmm. something we should not gloss over. Um, about taking chances and stepping out of your comfort zone and trying things on for size and doing things that you may not have done before, saying yes. Uh, We talk about finding a mentor and finding the members of your tribe, surrounding yourselves with uh, people who are like-spirited, like-minded, like us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the end, we left off in a moment of vulnerability where Photo Megan, you were sort of starting to share some of the moments um, of, your, of your entrepreneurial uh, business where you've had some challenges and, and some mm-hmm. things that have come up. Uh, I think you said there was two moments and we only had time to get to one. So yeah. let's pick back where you, we left off um, and jump right in. The, the second one literally happened, I think it was last weekend or uh, last week around, around that time. Um, my... My hubby uh, said, you know, hey, like, I have a, I, I want to talk, like, about some finances stuff. He's like, can you get your computer out and, like, bring up your, your, your books and stuff? He's like, I don't know what I want to talk about. I just have a feeling I need to talk about something. And I'm like, well, that's all right. Um, and so we kind of dug in. And about four or five hours later, Whoa. it was, it got, like, really involved. Like, taxes. I mean, we were, like, digging deep, and we were running numbers, and, and uh, 
never a fun, fun thing, because I don't know about the rest of you, math has never been my strong suit, so I'm in, I've got the creative mind, is it the left brain or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the in the process of this, we we realized that I had uh, last year somehow made a basically about a two to three thousand dollar mistake, where uh, I was in my the account that I used to personally pay myself um, had a deficit of two to three thousand dollars. So it's like how. For, for next year, um, the way we, we run my business is um, I just kind of build up a bank and I pay myself off of the income that I made from two years ago oh. so that we can plan for our future versus being like, oh, well, Megan Elizabeth Photography did really good this month or, Check oh, to check, crap. short term yeah. versus long term. Exactly. Love that. So, um, Very responsible. That, mm-hmm. was, that was all the hubby. He's... Thank got God me, for it's got him. Me rethinking my yeah how I pay yeah. myself. That's it makes life cool. a lot easier. Like we can, when it comes time for us to move, we can sit down and be like, okay, in two years you're going to be making X. So that makes, you know, a little bit easier to figure out mortgage and just life in general. So, so. were you super chill with the mistake? Uh, like, oh, no, not at all okay. super chill with the mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, back to that. So we. Uh, Figured that out, and then it was a matter of trying to figure out, okay, well, how did I make this mistake? How are we going to solve this mistake? And I was starting to get frustrated. I mean, four hours of sitting there, five hours of sitting there, like, living in numbers when I'm not good with numbers. I was already stressed. Um, And then to find the mistake, that added another level of stress. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm crunching numbers, and I'm realizing that recently – there's a transfer. I, you know, I transferred into this account like $700 and then I had transferred it back out. And I'm like, but I couldn't figure out why I did this and why, why did I transfer in 700 and then I transferred back out 700 and what is going on? And I couldn't figure it out. And I just lost it, burst into tears. And I'm like, you know, it's just like everything compounded and it just, exploded and the hubby's sitting there like uh are you mad at me (laughs) that's exactly literally what he's like am i being a jerk like i don't i thought i was being really nice like i don't i'm confused um and so i was like no it's not you i'm just really mad at myself like how did i make this mistake and then like why am i even doing this why right. am I running a business? Why is anyone allowing me to run a business? I mean, this this isn't just for shits and giggles. Like, this is to put food on our table and mm-hmm. to help pay the mortgage. Like, this is, like, serious stuff. Um, and, you know, I I can't be making two, $3,000 mistakes because it's going to screw us at some... Like, it's going to screw us. Like It adds up. And it I adds guarantee up. you, like you I, will never do that again. Yeah. Like, yeah. W- and that's why lessons are huge. I, I, that's why, I, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily believe in mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I believe in lessons and outright success. So yeah. unless you totally jack something up and are not willing to accept a lesson, that's a mistake. Choosing to ignore the lesson is a mistake. Right. But if you mess up, and you learn something that is, I've been there. Those moments are invaluable. If you can yes. take away some things, you never do it again. Like you're halfway there. That's brilliant. So yeah. you won't do it again. No. 
don't beat yourself up. Experience, yeah. experience. Yeah. You yeah. learn a lot from for sure. So, so I have but, a question for you girls really quickly yeah. on the money topic. Do you oh. all have a, I have kind of a bad money energy relationship. I recognize that money is just an energy. Let me okay. think of it that way. Like, yeah. It is a thing that mm-hmm. transfers from one person to another, much like an energy does. And while that energy is like vital to our living well, mm-hmm. do I mean, m- money stresses me out. Having it stresses me out. Not having it stresses me no, out. No, having it stresses you out. Yeah, I have <laughs> that. Well, but let me change the narrative. In the past, it has been difficult for me to find a comfortable spot with, with, with money, resource. That, that fear of lack. Mm-hmm. scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And as a result, even the 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 process of going through your books, oh, yeah, and auditing and oh. balancing oh makes me honestly want to cry because mm-hmm. again, it's just that fear of lack. Does anybody else feel that way? Or yeah. I literally yeah. The only well, one I don't know if it's the fear of lack for me, it's just inexperience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, well, as an entrepreneur, Mm-hmm. I have experience with money. <laughs> I mean, just experience with lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, I have been on this planet for forty-two years and have valued money for as long as I can remember, but and have a certain amount of respect for it. And the swinging of the pendulum as an entrepreneur that that brings to me is sort of that that inexperience. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to plan for taxes, for example. Yeah. I'm just getting started. Taxes are scary. I don't know how <laughs> to uh, price a piece of work and then hire somebody to do it because I'm realizing at this point in my journey that I cannot be all the things. Yeah. So it always comes back t- to me, um, for me to money, like mm-hmm. the, the exchange of energy. I totally agree with you on, on that point. Uh, but sort of having a completely different relationship with it and feeling really inexperienced about it at this point. Um, so it is scary, and I don't like not being comfortable with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. your background, Caroline, was very corporate. It was very, like, tell yeah. us, give us a quick, like, like Reader's Digest of your past and where you are now, because that's really crazy. Yeah. So I've always worked for big corporations, mm-hmm. ginormous companies, America Online. Mm-hmm. You might remember. Oh, remember that? Got oh, mail. oh my God. Yeah, yeah. We brought America and the world online, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, consulting so You firms. saw the advent of digital. Literally. I did. Yeah. I was, I was born digital, literally. Not a millennial. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. Um, but yeah, my career has been digital the entire time and I've, write, I've ridden that wave and I've been part of that transformation that everybody's talking about and the reinvention since the beginning. So it's sort of what I, yeah, well, no, no, because it's now it's mainstream and it's relevant to a lot of companies and there's a lot of innovation that comes out of that. Um, more people talking about a topic makes it more relevant. Um, but my, yeah, big companies, um, consulting and clients that, you know, really powerful brands and I've essentially done what I do is pendulum swing completely to the other side, left, uh, an associate partner job at IBM to explore my creativity to basically fig- hang out with me. Uh, no. Pretty much. <laughs> Just to see That's a good I, time though. Can so I it's move worth to Baltimore? And you really do need to do that. <laughs> Northern Virginia is just way too far. I mean, four ninety five. Two ninety five. Anything with the ninety five oh. number in and, it. And if it has ninety five, it's no bueno. So um, <laughs> yeah, swing the pendulum to explore creativity to create a career that. Uh, I'm more in control of, and as a result, 
uh, have explored entrepreneurship and, you know, to start to get paid for the value of my skill set. Uh, and mm-hmm. I kind of struggle, you know, in corporate America is easy. I had an hourly rate that was set by a ginormous corporation. Yeah. I yeah. only saw a portion of that and I was really happy with my portion. Mm-hmm. Right. Now it all falls on me to manage mm-hmm. all the things, you know, I'm getting ready to have to think about healthcare. My Cobra's going to run out. Like these things are real yeah, life, crazy. real life. Right. So yeah. the relationship with money becomes, you know, was simple now because there's less money and yeah. because I know even less about how to manage it. Um, it's become a topic that, you know, it's kind of like when it's time to do your invoices and your books and you're prepare yeah. for your taxes, you're like, holy shit, like, how does this work? It also puts a damper for, at least for me on my creative process. Totally. Because I spend so much time being that person that, you know, I have a creative box Absolutely. that I pretty much maintain in most of the time because of the Where kind we of, live. but kind of the work that I get. <laughs> like I have a creative box because that's, people hire me for Weddings a lot of the time, though I have other other avenues of creativity. And it's really kind of a bummer to try and explore that when you're like, oh, but I have to get all this oh, yeah. banking stuff ready. And oh, <laughs> I have to, I have to admin go to the day. accountant. It's like, yeah. Jesus, I want to throw myself off a bridge. Not actually, but you know, it's, it's yeah. too much. And it, it takes time away from your creative process and it dampens your creativity. So how do you, how do you establish your value? How do you set your prices? Where, where do you guys get your, I mean, how personal of an item is that? Like, here's my worth and my value, and this is what it costs. Like, strip it away down to its, like, yeah. most granular thing. It's like, this is what I'm worth on paper. Okay, A, that's kind of t- terrifying a process, but, like, how did you guys do it? It's, it's tough. I mean, for me, it becomes, it's almost like a comparison. Mm-hmm. You got to know what the market mm-hmm. um, has to, what the market can bear in terms of price and right. what are our competitors offering in terms of their pricing. You know, so it, it is like a comparison, mm-hmm. like first and foremost. And then from there, you know, I want to make more than those people, like no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I want to offer an experience or something that's above and beyond what's out there and describing what that unique selling proposition is what that value really is and and why it warrants a markup essentially like why is it worth it why are you different why am i different and why am i worth it yeah where is it coming from how is it because there are other people by the way y'all that do what we do we're in a Mm -hmm. very saturated marketplace and i feel like more and more wherever you are you find yourself in a saturated market and i think it's totally true it's like what does the market bear out but then also we give on paper, the same service as a lot of other folks. Yeah. However, we mm-hmm. don't offer the same services. And by that, I mean, there is added value. Like we, we, we work really hard and struggle to dig really deep to find that extra. This is how I'm different. Like this is my special sauce. Yeah. And attaching a price tag to that can be very uncomfortable. I think for incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, for me, you? it's very hard to be like, well, this is what you owe me, and it's just it gets to be very well. Tense. Conversations about money too are, are difficult. Always to have, difficult. Right. Always. Same for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because again, you know, like for Megan, 
photo, Megan, when she does her, you know, when you I mean, talk a little bit about that, like an average wedding is how many hours and how many hours of editing go into it. And how, like, it's not just, she showed up, she was there all right. day and she yeah, made break tons, it down. Of, tons of dough. I, yeah. Like, like I didn't, I want to know how that um, works. So my, my base package is 3,500 and when I'm all said and done, um, probably I put in over the, the year's time frame that I have, that I generally spend with the couple you know initially email the emails that go back and forth between me and that couple and then the emails that go back and forth between me and their vendors their planner and their dj and the coordinator like the the caterer coordinator and the venue and all that other stuff and then um the coffee dates like to meet them initially and then you know earn their business to start off with and then and then moving from there to their setting up their engagement shoot and reaching out to any of the places that they need that they want to have their engagement shoot at like um you know if you want to get have your engagement shoot at a museum well we need permission from that or even some parks like need permission from that that I, I have to email. I have to make phone calls for that stuff. It's a time investment. Um, of it is like every people don't realize. right. So from start to finish, um, I can spend on just one client anywhere from um, twenty four to forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. That includes their wedding day, which typically is about eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an engagement shoot is usually about an hour. And that's not including travel time. So yeah, the shooting is the e- quick and easy part. <laughs> exactly, that's the fun and, part. But it's the other um, stuff. It's not fun. Right, and I think like a lot of people think like, oh, photography, like you just take photos, and it's like no photo. The actual photo taking is maybe on the high end twenty percent of what I do in mm-hmm. running this business. I run a business. Right. First. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I do. I run a business. A for-profit business. Exactly. Like, I'm not here (laughs) to just, you know, make you smile and then go home. Like, I I need to make money. I need to put food on my table. Yeah. Um, And. That's a lot of time. It's right. It yeah. Like it doesn't sound like a lot of time. Like it's more than an average week. That's like 48 hours is like like eight hours of overtime. Like for me personally, and this is the one thing that I kind of associate as it. As my business associates a value, what I provide is a luxury service. Yeah, and that's like, exactly what wedding photography is. Like, I I heard this like yeah, people think a wedding is you're entitled. You're entitled to a wedding. Well, you're entitled to a photographer you're in, and an on location right, hair and makeup right. person. But you're not. Yeah. You're entitled to you. You have the right to be married, <laughs> but you can also go down to the courthouse for a hundred dollars and get married. Mm-hmm. A wedding is a luxury. So every single thing that's associated with a wedding is luxury. It's a luxury product. So if you're willing to spend $300 plus on a purse, you damn well be good to spend three, $4,000 on a photographer right, to get fair. good quality photos that are going to be passed down for years and years and you right. know, tell your legacy, tell your story mm-hmm. to your grandkids and whatnot. Totally. You well, know, do so. you guys do you guys feel like there is um, somewhat of a a misconception about your creativity, your skill, your trade, the time that you spend? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks they can do this, and I'll be honest. Yeah. One of the biggest issues I have, and, and a lot of my other fellow makeup artists who I hope are listening. Hi guys. Um, <laughs> you'll agree with me on this. It's like the advent of Instagram. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God, and YouTube, and how accessible. And we talked about this in the. 
in the beauty vortex of our show, which mm-hmm. is episodes one through five, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people where, as Caroline eloquently puts it with her word economy, people are more equipped with knowledge than they ever were before. They are far more educated than they ever have been. Therefore, I am useless. Like, can you do an Instagram brow? It's like, oh, you must not be a real makeup artist. Do you have a YouTube channel? Like, okay, first of all. <laughs> I've worked with some pretty amazing makeup artists, and I've put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work into my craft. I still work for free. I still get models. I still step out of my comfort zone and humble myself. So, no, I don't necessarily have a YouTube tutorial channel, but I promise you, I'm a real makeup artist, and your makeup's going to photograph beautifully, just mm-hmm. so you know. So, yeah, I, I I feel very much like I've been devalued in that respect. I can't imagine, like, in photography, with the advent of everybody yeah. has a camera in Portrait their pocket. Ah, yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone has a camera in their back pocket. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have it in your purse with you at all times, and, like... Yeah. But there's... That's great. I'm glad you have an iPhone camera or an Android camera or whatever it is, but I I do too, and I promise you (laughs) what I get with my Nikon is very different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's it's also um, 14 years of education that I've put practice that I've put into learning how to work that camera. And all of its settings and then the editing side of things and and whatnot. So, so. what's the lesson here, real quick, as we wrap it yeah. up? The lesson is... Just rambling. No, no, because this is all really relevant. Um, the, what's the, is the lesson to not devalue... Um, I think the lesson is, as we've talked a little bit about before, that anyone who's doing anything professionally needs to assess their value and charge accordingly... Yeah. Yeah. Because one person, and Carol, this is Caroline's total theory, and I agree with her completely, and yeah. this affects the makeup business, and I know it affects everybody. Completely. It affects all of the things that we do, but if you're someone who's selling a service way undercutting the rest of us, you're just hurting the craft. You're hurting the profession. You're hurting other entrepreneurs. You're hurting other women. Like, you can't give your services away. So you have to know your value, charge accordingly, and then those people who want to... to Pay you have to kind of respect your time and your and your value. And there's going to come a point where people aren't going to see your value, and that's okay. They're not your cus- They're not your client. And there is a way to attract the clients that you want. And maybe we shouldn't gloss that over. We maybe should definitely we should not gloss revisit that. that. Another time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you guys should head over to Instagram to check out Megan Elizabeth Photography, you can see all of her work, her amazing stuff. You can see how well she works that Nikon. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> So, Thanks, Megan, I don't know what you're doing for... I'm coming back. Our, oh, sweet. You knew where I was going. <laughs> no, exactly you're where you're going. Like, oh, I'm totally so back. To I mean, this is... Thanks, girl. This is so much fun. Yeah. It's- also, guys, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at GlossOverPod. Please drop us a comment. Let us know what you'd like to hear more about. If you have any topic ideas, uh, be sure to let us know. So, okay, love you. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod.